For the last four years, you came to this podcast to get your needs met, to be fulfilled, to get a pro wrestling, pop culture, and that oh so naughty feeling tingled inside with a little bit of crass sprinkled on top. Now it's time for your hosts, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen, Zach Romero, and Luna Lynn. You are tuned in to the IndyCast. Greetings, everybody. Welcome once again to the Andy Cast. I almost forgot the name of our own show. Uh, only been doing this for four years. Shouldn't be, should almost five. We're almost at five here pretty soon. Oh my goodness! You Scary remembered an anniversary. I I remember what? every anniversary. How <laughs> dare you? You're the one that forgets anniversaries here. No, I I, I do every one of them. Please yeah. don't ask me. So ours is coming up. Yeah, ours is like this weekend. So. Uh, anyway, Chad Allen, Shelly Allen in the room here, as you can probably tell by the immediate spousal uh, uh, argumentation that started up right away. Uh, the fully gimmicked folks are not here today, but that's okay. We have a guest uh, with us, honey. Uh, we have uh, a Florida, I would say a Florida staple now, wrestles for uh, many of the uh, companies around here, ACW, Punk Pro, um, uh, T- uh, Tampa Bay Pro. Uh, I've gotten to see him at a few shows and all those. Uh we have we have Hunter Law with us. Hunter, welcome to the IndyCast. I want to say thank you for having me, and the pleasure is yours, obviously, because <laughs> finally this podcast has now become the absolute best wrestling podcast in the world since you had me on the show. Woohoo! High Woo-hoo. five for us. We're going to take it. We will. Uh, we will have to get our. Uh, our friend Carrie Offal to re-record the uh, intro so we can add that into the intro now. Exactly. So, I think so. So, so uh, Hunter, so we start off every episode the same way. We uh, start off with what we like to call the lightning round. Five kind of uh, quick rapid-fire questions to basically partially get rid of some of the typical dumb podcast questions that always get asked so that we can get them out of the way. And then we get to the really dumb stuff after that. Uh, Sounds good. That, uh, that portion of the show is handled by my lovely wife, Shelly. So, honey... It's all yours. That was the worst lightning yet. (laughs) Terrible. So, Hunter Law, who trained you, and when did you debut? Uh, I was trained by Jay Lethal, and I debuted in 2015. Um, My story is a little bit different. I started training under um, Jazz and Rodney Mack in Louisiana, but... uh, I ended up uh, training with Jay Lethal, uh, and that's who I consider. Uh, that's who I consider my official trainer. Um, I learned so much from him, but uh, yeah, I debuted in January 2015. Awesome. Well, what was your f- first wrestling memory? Um, that. That, that, that's a tough one for me. I'm always amazed every time I hear someone say that uh, the very first thing they saw in wrestling, they can remember it vividly. I honestly couldn't tell you the first thing I saw of wrestling ever since um, ever since my memory, uh, as far back as my memory goes, I've, I've just been absolutely obsessed with wrestling. So uh, I wish I had that one memory to tell you, but unfortunately I do not. Um, okay, I'm going to follow back to that later. Uh, which wrestling game is better, No Mercy or 2K18? Oh, No Mercy, hands down. <laughs> and I got I got I to gotta give a, a shout-out to uh, our boy Richard Delicious, who used to smoke me in No Mercy. <laughs> I never stood a chance against him. 
<laughs> Sucks to suck, bro. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I sucked at that game for sure. Uh, I think we have both in our house. Is that correct? We we no, I don't have two K eighteen. We I would oh, actually, we have I would actually I would actually have to get a PS four, not just the PS three that we have. I've got like two K fourteen, and I still rock that out from time to time. Well, you know. Our anniversary oh, and your birthday's coming up. No, it's not. It's not too bad. I will have to take a picture because uh, one fully gimmicks on Zach Romero made me a special cover that actually has has like uh, the IndyCast crew on the front of it. So that that oh, makes that's awesome. so that makes me happy too. But all right, well, number four. Stop interrupting. Yeah. Uh, you can only listen to one album for the rest of your life. What is it? Oh. That's a tough one. Um, hmm. Oh man, I can't, I can't cop out of this. I have to give an answer, but I don't want to give a bad answer. Um, I'll, I'll have to. Most recently, I'll, I'll go with the most recent uh, thing that's in my CD player. So I would have to go with a. Uh, any of the first two Audio Slave CDs, I can just put those in and let them play and not skip a single song. That's cool. So, yeah, it's the Audio Slave. So I think it's self-titled, and then Out of uh, Exile is a really good one too. Hmm. I'll give you two answers. I <laughs> so know. I was I like, know, yeah. <laughs> I, I accept that choice, though. Yeah, so. I think that's a good one. And the most important question in our household. Your, your most important question. Yeah. It is. Is it Marvel or DC, and why? Well, since my favorite uh, superhero of all time has got to be Iron Man, I'm going to have to say Marvel. Very nice. Unlike Troy, unlike Troy Hollywood, who gave you an answer, and he's, he didn't even know if they were in Marvel or DC, and I'm, I was very disappointed when I heard that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it hurt our heart a little. He said Marvel and they said the Flash, didn't he? Yeah, he, he did. Just like, oh, that's not yeah. at all a character. Yeah. So it's okay. It's all right. Actually, and I, I'm thank you, and thank you for helping me follow up here very yeah. briefly because you did mention Troy Hollywood. <laughs> so um, yourself, Troy Hollywood, and Snoop Strikes. Um, are you guys officially in your mindset to uh, fight each other for the entire rest of your careers? Because that seems to be the case. <laughs> It looks like that's that's going to be the case, and uh, to be honest, I, I'm I wouldn't complain about it. They all challenge, they both challenge me every single time I step into the ring with them. It's constantly trying to to be the best, trying to outwork each other, and that's what, that's what I respect about those two. Is I, I and I think that we all three of us bring the best out of each other. That's awesome. See, I think at some point you guys just need to stop and then just, I think you're just going to have to form some type of, like, free birdish type of stable. Um, so yeah, It wouldn't be fair to the rest of the wrestling world, because then we would just absolutely take over. Well, I mean, that's... That's also true. That's also a way to go about it, though. Yeah. <laughs> We're not saying that's a problem. Yeah, that doesn't seem like a bad thing. We just yeah, gotta... You know, that, that that's a very good point, but I think... All, also, all three of us have huge egos, so it might it might be a clash. <laughs> what you what you say? A what? wrestler with an ego? A wrestler that with an ego? Happened. I know. That would never happen. With a man that calls himself Troy Hollywood. Yeah. Well, speaking of people that that you you are teaming with, uh, talk a little bit about your team with Kennedy Kendrick. 
Oh, Kennedy Kendrick. What a, what a character he is. Yes. <laughs> Working with him has been such a blast. It's, it's always, uh, it's very stress-free when I, when I wrestle, uh, when I wrestle with him. And, um, it, it, he's very, uh, very entertaining, not only out there in the ring, but also in the back. He keeps me laughing and he keeps me on my toes. Uh, and he's a, he's a hell of a he's a hell of a wrestler. I, I gotta give him that. Yeah. I've learned a lot just by standing on the apron or you know having him uh, help, uh, assist me in winning my matches. You know, you guys probably gave me one of my one of my favorite wrestling moments ever because I got to uh, I got the opportunity to call one of the uh, ACW Wednesday Night Proving Ground shows uh, with uh, with Zach and. Uh, you and Kennedy Kent, I think you were at ringside for Kennedy's match, and for some reason he had a large, like, blood diamond stashed in his knee pad for reasons that we still can't quite figure out why. Um, and it turned into a whole conversation on commentary about how that was uh, Nana Kendrick's diamond that she saved from the Titanic, and it just went, like, it went all sorts of crazy from there, but but we have to definitely thank you for that for that uh, that odd moment to say the least when he was stashing a, a I, diamond. So I wish that I could take credit for that, but I was just as surprised as you and Zach were when he pulled that out. Nice. I had no idea that he had that in his knee pads. And if you go back, uh, I don't. I'm not even sure where the footage is, but you could probably see me. Uh, laughing like crazy when he pulled that thing out because I had absolutely no idea. But I think it's awesome that y'all turned that into a whole uh, a whole story, which may in fact be true. Nana Kendrick is a um, you know she's a, she's a staple in our family. Nana, Nana Kendrick seems like she'd probably be a sweetheart. So, uh, oh yeah, uh, she has a real heavy Canadian accent though, so sometimes <laughs> it's hard to understand her. Oh wow. Um, so I know this was a, a, a phoned in question, but yes, but dating in the industry, yes, is it easier or more difficult, and why? Yes, because we uh, we won't give away who you're dating, but you right. are dating somebody in the industry. But if you follow yes. your guys' social media, you can probably noodle it out pretty damn quickly. Um, but, oh yeah, the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't. I'm not sure if it's uh easier or more difficult I, I don't necessarily think about it that way it, it's uh it works for me uh definitely I, no one's no one's uh complaining about uh me watching wrestling too much or me studying <laughs> too much you know so that that's always a good thing and, and we also push each other to get better and uh work out together it, it, it definitely uh well you know what i guess i i guess i can say that it makes it a little bit easier now, I know you guys both have kind of your separate ways of, of doing things right now. She's got, you know, her, well, for at the moment, she's she's hurt. And hopefully, you know, obviously, you know, good luck to her getting into, you know, to the road to recovery so we can get her back in the ring. But she obviously yes, has, her, has her situation with her team and things like that. Have you guys ever discussed working, working more together? I, I don't believe I've seen that you have previously that I've seen. So if there is a a history of you guys working together as like a, you know, as a team set up, I apologize. I missed it, but has, has that ever been a consideration? Um, so there, there's been a couple of instances, but, uh, the thing, I, I think it might be best for us if we don't work together. Okay. Uh, because 
Uh, I have a bit of a, a, a bit of a temper when it comes to wrestling. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, and uh, you know, I don't like to. Uh, for anyone that's ever worked with me or you know, uh, seen me in the back, it's it's. I'm constantly. The absolute best thing is uh, something that I strive to be. I definitely strive to be the absolute best. So if something ever goes wrong, I'm definitely upset. I'm, I'm my own worst critic, and I would hate to have to take that out on her if something were to happen, you know. So I think it's probably best that we don't work together. But, uh, you know, there, there's been a couple of instances where everything, obviously, everything went well. But I think for the for the relationship, it might not be the best, you know. Yeah. So, uh, and speaking of, of people that you've been, you may have worked with in the past, uh, your brother, and you have had a very interesting relationship when it comes to your wrestling, your wrestling careers. Uh, th- does that make Thanksgiving awkward? Uh, it sure did make it awkward this past year, considering <laughs> that we were going to go into a cage match right after. <laughs> but, uh, um. It, it was it, it was it was really cool to be able to to work with him and uh, and show him how it's done, uh, <laughs> if you know what I mean. So yeah, I get, I actually was telling a coworker of mine at at the good old shoot job uh, that Hunter's got a few of my favorite uh, indie things lately. Um, at a Tampa Bay Pro show, they had just debuted um, this female wrestler. Um, who had just graduated from Jay Lethal's school, and she has a she has a great match. It's her first match. Well, Hunter's brother and Jay Lethal, because I believe your brother works partially in to help with the training at Jay Lethal's wrestling school. Correct? Uh, yeah, yeah. So he, he had uh, he had helped uh, with her class and everything. So they so, come yeah. they come out to congratulate her, and like you know they're holding up hands and you know hey good job you know good. And Hunter comes sliding in from the back and is aiming up at his brother. And we're like, uh-oh, this is because we know that's going to turn into a fight. We know that they've been feuding. It's going to be bad. And when they all turn around, you're expecting, you know, straight up like super kick or something to hit Hunter's brother. Nope. Kicks her and slides right back out the hell out of the <laughs> ring again. I lost it. It shouldn't be well, funny, but God damn it, it was funny. I don't care what anybody says. So... To justify my actions, you know, <laughs> please I, just justify justify that. I'm interested. <laughs> earlier that night, Brandon cost me my match. You know, I, I I like to consider myself one of the top performers in Tampa Bay pro wrestling, and that day, Brandon specifically cost me my match. So of course, you know, I'm, I want retribution. I slide in. Behind him, I see an opening, and I'm ready. I'm ready to kick his head clean off his shoulders. But you know, why not make a statement? You know, why, why why attack Brandon once more? I'm gonna hit him where it hurts. You know, one of his close friends. He he took something that I wanted. I wanted that victory. I wanted. I wanted to be on top, and he took that from me. So why not just, uh, you know, go after one of his close friends and kick our teeth in? (laughs) And he felt so bad about it. Let me just say. You can tell by the chuckling. By the small chuckle was like, (laughs) nope, I'm enjoying this a lot. Um, I'm a bad, bad man. That's all I (laughs) have to say. So speaking about 
uh, your opponents in the ring then. So who is your dream indie opponent? Indie opponent. Let's discuss yeah, that. Indie. Because obviously, like, AJ Styles and Shinsuke are all the obvious answers right now. So. Oh, of course. Indie opponents. Hmm. Uh... Other than the two we already yeah. named that you that you wrestle a lot, right? <laughs> so yeah. <laughs> um, well, uh, so let's. Uh, I'll take it. I'll narrow it down for a ma- uh, for matches that could could possibly happen. You know, in the, in the near future, matches that I would really be looking forward to, and and maybe give a shout out to some of our Florida guys as well. I would say uh, a match that I really want. And I want Saiva Sabah in a singles match. I think that would be a hell of a match. That's a good-looking match. Right and there. then uh, I have to give uh, another one to Aaron Epic. I want Aaron Epic in that ring. That could happen. Very nice. <laughs> Aaron Epic, who's holding, I believe, 37 titles in Florida right now. So... Goodness. Yeah, and I, I want I want some of that. I want I want some of those titles, you know. Yeah, no, we got to we got to start to break that up sooner or later, so other people can start to share the wealth on that one here. Um, I, I, quite frankly, he's being selfish. Yeah, uh, he doesn't need that many. He's gonna <laughs> kick my ass later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, but so. Uh, so actually, and we'll kind of keep off keep keep on the same idea there. Um, for dream opponents, obviously you've got some great ones there. Uh, other than again the obvious ones, WWE, New Japan. What are some of the dream companies you'd like to work for? I mean, besides all of them. Yeah, well, uh, dream companies. I I, th- I think I'm working my way uh, up the uh, WWN ladder. I think Evolve is something I could see happening um, eventually. You know, I would love to wrestle there. Um, you know, everyone wants to do the the super. Uh, the, everyone wants to wrestle for the super indies. You know, I I, I just want to go. I want to travel the world and get better. Uh, ultimately, I would like to go to different countries and train in other styles, and that's mostly um, what I what I kind of focused on is uh, any. I'd go anywhere that helps me get better. Yeah, I'd put it that way. Definitely. Tell us actually, and I'm glad you brought that up. Tell us a little bit about because you did just recently debut for the WWN family. Uh, tell us a little bit about how that how that experience was because because you know that that whole situation with WWN I guess does kind of fall under that super indie category you just mentioned. Um, how did that How did that go for you? Uh, you know, I, I faced us. Uh, I earned the number one contender uh, ship to the WWN ACW Cruiserweight Championship, but I uh, I lost both matches. You know, I had two chances, so I don't think it went the way that I wanted to. Right. But I think I definitely made a uh, I made an impression on them, one that they they soon won't forget. Definitely not. And then. Do you, um, do you have anybody in that WWN family that might be on their roster that you'd like to that you'd like to go after that you'd be interested in fighting? Well, I, I uh, hmm, that's a, that's a good question. I uh, I, I am wanting to, I'm wanting to, I'm wanting to prove that I'm the absolute best. And to be honest, I can't I can't move on. I can't move on until. I, it, it it bothers me to my core that I lost twice to Snoop, and I think there's some unfinished business there. And I would like 
to end his championship run. And they are that officially does go into the fight forever type of scenario here once again between him and, <laughs> him and Snoop Strike. So uh, you've also under, <laughs> you've also uh, wrestled uh, in a company that's obviously near and dear to our heart. You've done some stuff with Punk Pro Wrestling, the fully gimmicked affiliated company. Tell us a little bit how your experience was with Punk Pro. Oh, I love Punk Pro. Uh, uh, the first the first time I was at Punk Pro was the uh, Get Your Shit In title match, and uh, a little disappointed in my in my performance there. But the uh, he, uh, snuck up behind me and took me out of that one. But uh, yeah, I, I love Punk Pro. I, I think it's a great company. I think it has great fans. You guys are a part of it, which I think is also cool. Anything uh, punk rock, you know, I'm down with that. Do you, is that the type of music you normally listen to? Or are you kind of a, a like a punk and rock person? Or yeah, rock music is kind of my thing. I can't really get into anything else. You know, I've been playing, I've been playing guitar and stuff for yeah, I'd say like twelve years. <laughs> <laughs> Playing? Do you have you played with bands before? Do you have a band currently? What tell us about the music? Just, just kind of jam bands with my friends. You know, I've, I've taught myself how to play guitar. I sing a little bit. Uh, don't actually sing on the podcast because that's a whole. That's a whole. <laughs> um, you know, I taught myself how to play guitar. I can play bass. I play a little bit of piano. So I'm kind of a, a very independent guy, if yeah. you ask me. It was very hipster of him. <laughs> I'm very impressed. It's, you know, because like I can't, I can't play anything to save my life. So I know, but your brother can play anything he picks. My up. brother can play it. So yeah, Hunter Laws, the 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 band of this group setup. Now, can can Brandon play too, or is, are you more of the musical of the two of you? Oh yeah, Brandon can't play a single instrument. <laughs> so Brandon, Brandon and I are. Uh, but I got Brandon was more of the uh, the sports guy growing up. I okay. was more of the uh, the musician. Oh yeah, the thing about music is uh, learning how to play and teaching myself how to play all those instruments. It taught me how to be patient, which I think is ultimately helped me in my uh, wrestling career. You know, I've I've, I've done a, a good bit of stuff in the amount of time that I've wrestled, but uh, wrestling can make you crazy sometimes. If you don't have patience, it can it can drive you crazy. Oh yeah, I'm sure. No. So that's one thing that definitely music has helped. Very nice. Have you ever considered writing your own theme music? I thought about it, but uh, I'm a little rusty uh, right now. <laughs> one last kind of wrestling-related question, then we'll start to get into some of our weirder ones here at the end here. Um, it, indie wrestling seems to have a lot of tropes, things that kind of come up over and over again when it when it comes to independent wrestling. What's one thing that independent wrestling does kind of on a regular basis that you wish it would stop doing? Hmm. Oh, man, you come in with the, the good questions today, man. <laughs> I'm as shocked as uh, anybody else. <laughs> uh, things that I wish that indie wrestling would stop doing. Um, ultimately, I think I wish that uh, there wouldn't be as many um, people claiming to be wrestling schools. I think that's a, a, there's too many people getting trained by people that uh, have, have done absolutely nothing or have no sort of name value or recognition. And I think that's bad for the business because uh, I go to a lot of places and uh, sometimes, you know, the undercards full of guys that are, you know, glorified backyarders and stuff like that, which I mean, 
backyard wrestling that's its own world but don't don't try to don't try to bring it into this get properly trained by someone who's uh you know reputable and has uh has done something in the business and i think i i think ultimately that is the one thing that i wish uh, would get better in indie wrestling and that's very interesting that is a kind of a constant uh subject here on the show um, and I think originally started, we always call it our David Starr Memorial Question, because we had David on one of our first episodes, and he went on this like diatribe about how what what he considered part-time talent. Those, like you said, kind of those backyarder type of people that are really doing this just for like a handshake and a, you know, and a slice of pizza and a soda uh, at the show is what's truly ruining the business because it's undercutting all the you know, talent that should be getting paid for this or be getting paid better that they're like, oh, well, we can fill this card with these jabrons. So, so it, it, it's always interesting to have, see how that kind of comes back around again and again. So. I don't know. Hopefully a lot of the bookers that listen. Yeah, they need, they need a, uh, they need a, get that together you know uh quality over uh quantity completely agree totally with it and i think also i think it also if you seek out a better trainer and stuff it's better for your own health and safety you don't want anyone else getting hurt out there because you're not trained properly that's that's one thing if i if i'm if i'm going to a show somewhere out of state or whatever and i'm booked against some guy i don't know who he is and i asked him who he's trained by and i've never heard of this guy uh he's never you know he doesn't have a name or anything how do i know he's safe how am i supposed to uh trust this guy with my with my life no i mean that's a really good point uh it's unfortunate to see some of the wrestlers that come out um on some of the really indie shows that we we go and see who might not be be ready to be out in front of the crowd yet and they're trying they're trying to keep up and it's it's pretty rough sometimes so well this is one of our new favorite questions and yes. has caused quite a bit of controversy on the last few shows and became and became a thing on, uh, on not internet? related yeah. to us on Twitter really kind of picked this up too I don't know it's a big deal I'd apparently. like to think we started it but go ahead honey you can well so which one goes in your bowl first is it cereal or milk oh cereal 100 percent okay yeah because no one should put milk in first. That's there, what we've decided. But there was definitely people on Twitter who definitely pour the milk in first, and those people are, are aliens from another planet. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Where those are going. the kind of people you can't trust. Right. Who put the toilet if paper on If they put milk them? in before the cereal, uh, I don't trust. Yeah, there's something wrong it's with that. That's simple. <laughs> I think so. And so... Go ahead. Do you want... No, no, I feel like I, I did it last time. So no, do because I'm gonna because I have to do the final two this time. So you okay. get I will live, give you the opportunity to have the Trevin Adams memorial question. All right, even though Trevin isn't dead. That's true. I don't know what we're memorializing. We're memorializing but... the argument we had with him over this question that started <laughs> that started the fight between our, our our household, our houses, our house. We are house divided. So, so Uh-oh. Hunter, when you're in the car and you have audio slave on. It's a long night. You're driving home. You're super hungry. And bright lights are up ahead. Do you turn off to Sheets or to Wawa? Yes, I have to say Wawa because I've never been a, I've never been fortunate enough to have Sheets. Never mind. We'll keep we'll keep the we'll keep it we'll keep the broken up part in there so we can't hear that. 
You lost her. You have only, lost. Only because he's never had sheets. He's never had the wonderful yeah. opportunity so I'm sorry. We'll help sheets. him. We'll help him get in touch with some bookers up north. Yeah, exactly. Right? Because Sheets is kind of up north. Um, yeah, but, then we do we do an, we do a second episode, and then yeah, I can answer yeah. the question exactly uh, properly. Then he'll then he'll have a good comparison <laughs> point. Don't worry, you'll still pick Wawa. No, you won't. But it's not okay. a problem. <laughs> so. Don't let him. Don't let him fool you. So. <laughs> Wawa. All the way. So you're Wawa, and he's Sheets. Oh yes. yeah. I'm actually the only person on the show who is Sheets, but I. I fight this. I will. Uh, this is this is the, the hill I stand on to die. Yes, I'm okay right. with it. We even have jackets. Oh, what's, what's your so go-to better. order? The thing is, I've gotten so many different things from there. They actually have wonderful mac and cheese uh, that you can get mix-ins with on that one. But they also have what they call MTOs, which is made-to-orders, and they've got people there that are much, you know, very similar to what Wawa has. But they have people there that are 24/7 able to make like sandwiches and hamburgers and all sorts of what stuff makes like you, that. That happens at Wawa. I know, but they do a better. Don't. <laughs> It's delicious at Wawa. I can't tell you how many drunken evenings I've come stumbling into a Wawa, and that is the greatest food known to mankind. You it's mean just, a sheet? A sheet, yeah. And this is only because he has say, good uh, strip club memories. I have Hunter wonderful Law. strip club don't memories. Don't let him, don't let, this is what's clouding the subject. <laughs> he had a great night now, doing that. As much as I do love Wawa, I have to say this just to keep it honest. The last few times I've went to Wawa, the thing that I've ordered, they've run out of. You know, some I, I like to get the uh, I like to get the uh, a, a chicken salad at uh, uh, one of the custom salads at Wawa with uh, roasted chicken. They've run out of roasted chicken, and I'm I'm a man that has to has to you know keep his figure tight. I have to I have to watch what I eat. I can't eat fried fried chicken, so that was kind of disappointing. And then, uh, you know, last time I went to get a egg white bowl, and uh, they were out of uh, egg whites, so that was, so that was pretty disappointing. I don't know if that happens as sheets. I, I will promise oh. you it simply oh. will not. That would never, you shut they your would mouth, never sir. do such a thing. That is a lie. Because they are there for their customers. Customers oh. come number one. <laughs> it's because there's like four they, sheets. They call it they call it Wawa because that's the sound of you crying when you leave because they don't have what you wanted to order. It is that's not, what I was doing, pretty much. It is not Popeye's. <laughs> Calm down. It is not Popeye's. That's true. That's a whole other Chad story. can never get at whatever he wants at Popeye's. Popeye's because they never have it. So. Well, you're oh, always well, ordering not, something other than chicken. Right. Well, Weirdo. Don't, then well, that's, don't. that's one thing where I have to disagree is because Popeye's, anything on the menu is good, man. <laughs> Regardless of what you want, whatever they give you, it's cool, man. It's Popeye's. And he is from Louisiana, so that's... So that is true. That could that could cloud that a little bit. So, oh, could it? It could, just a little. <laughs> could. So yeah, I'm just saying you could get on the Popeyes train with me. Is all I'm, I'm not, saying. I'm not going to. That's okay. Because <laughs> they never because they because they advertise specials and then never have them. So Popeyes can go <laughs> directly to hell with that. So. Oh, so whatever. Uh, Hunter, we have two questions that we end every episode of the IndieCast with, and you get the opportunity to answer them both right now. Uh, question one, I'm sorry to say it's a little bit of a dark one, but one that we do make sure we have to ask every time. Uh, in this uh, wonderful uh, sport that we call professional wrestling, we lose a lot of talent early. Um, so with that being said, if there was anybody who is no longer with us that you could work with, learn from, etc., etc., who would that be and why? Well, um, uh, everyone knows... Wayne Van Dyke, Richard Delicious, was was very dear to all, all of our hearts. And I was in the ring. Uh, I was his tag partner on the, the, the night that everything happened. 
So that was uh that was a, that was very hard on me. You know, I still deal with that to this day, and uh, I never got to have that singles match that we always wanted together. And that w- that would probably be the one that I'd pick is me and me and Wayne Van Dyke, Richard Delicious. Great answer, and I I did not, I did not realize I'd, I I've seen obviously a little bit of what happened there, but it, I never really stopped to see who else was in that match because I was so fixated on obviously mm-hmm. what was going on with Wayne Van Dyke. So. Yeesh. Right, absolutely. Well, we're sorry we had to hit you in the heart with that. Yeah, one. exactly. Yeah. So, well, here, let's. It's here, okay. We'll, you, you got me a little bit, but uh, we'll make it up. We'll, we'll make it up by lightening up. with lightening it up a little bit here. So, uh, question number two. Here it goes. We here at the IndyCast believe that all animals in nature have certain traits to uh, to assist with their survival. Uh, for instance, giraffes have the long neck. Rhinos have the big horns, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, we believe that the human's trait is the ability to use tools. So, with that being said, Hunter Law, if you could fight any animal, what animal would it be and what weapon would you use? Ooh, let's see. Let me, let me think about that. Um, the, the weapon that I would use, regardless of what uh, what animal it would be would probably be a machete. Um, the the animal man. Uh, let's shoot for the top. Let's go for the king of the jungle. I take a lion on with a machete. Very nice. All right. Oh, I, I was, this gives the lion a really fighting chance. Yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for him to swerve me on that one because he was taking a little bit to think about the animal. It's like, it's definitely going to be a machete, and the animal is uh, a hamster. Definitely going to be a hamster. I'm going to cut that little shit in half. With... <laughs> a chicken. Okay, there we go. And then you got but then you got you got to bake it because we can't fry it because, as we learned, Hunter Law can't eat fried food. That's true. So, uh, Hunter, this is the part in the episode right. where uh, we have been uh, given permission by one Mr. Brian Cage to officially call. Get your shit in. I know, honey. I mentioned oh. Brian Cage. You're, oh. I calm yourself. I understand. I need a minute. Uh, yeah, you take a minute while while Mister Law uh, hypes his uh, social media, where they can buy his merchandise, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Hunter, the floor is yours. All right, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at hlawwrestling. Uh, that's pretty much all I got going on. You can send me a friend request on Facebook. So, all right. Well, Hunter, once again, we want to thank you for being on the IndyCast with us today. It has definitely been a pleasure. To all of our dozens and dozens listening, once again, we appreciate you as well for tuning in with us again this week. Until next time, everybody, I'm Chad Allen. I'm Shelly Allen. And as we always say, deuces!